I think it is important for us to come to a place where we know we know things, we know how things operate, we know how things work, we know how things work because we are entering into a space because every day as we continue to hear the word, every day as we continue to gather, every day as we continue to sit together, we grow. Amen? Amen? Come on guys, amen? amen? We grow, we grow, we mature from one level to another. It doesn't matter how, how fast it happens, it doesn't matter how slow it happens, but the fact of the matter is that every time that we come under the instruction of the word, every time that we come under the teaching of the word of God, we grow. Amen. We grow. And we come to a point where we have grown and uh, there are grown-ups who don't know everything. Right, please? They are grown-ups who do not know everything. But it is an obligation of a grown-up, especially when there is a child in the picture, for the grown-up to know as much as possible for the benefit of the child. Right? So that when the child grows, they can have someone to tutor them, to teach them, to lecture them on the things that the grown-up knows. So as we continue to grow, there is also an obligation on this other side to grow not only in maturity because we have, we have years and years and years of experience in church, but we have the maturity that comes with the knowledge of the supernatural realm. Amen. 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 And I will say that when you get to a certain point and you have grown, your growth, your maturity becomes a hindrance or your maturity begins to betray you because maturity works hand in hand with knowledge. It is very normal to see a child who is not knowledgeable and you will accept that child. But every grown-up who has no knowledge in certain things, we call them what? Mature. Stupid. So when you continue to grow, it is, it is a standard. It is a standard that as you grow in age, as you grow in body, as you grow in height, as you grow spiritually, you not only grow in the puffing of your physicalness or of your spiritualness, you grow in the knowledge, you grow in the know-how of how the spiritual things work and operate. Amen. Amen. I said again that relationships are not based on mass. A child of God, a child of God, the children who Paul calls babes, they have the advantage of the mercy of God. If you are babe, then the mercy of God is for you. Amen. Amen. If you are a babe, then the mercy of God is for you. If you are a son, then there is no mercy in sonship. Not the mercy that brought you to salvation, because then you are lost. And God had mercy on you and, and, and picked you up and made you a child. But as you grow, relationships are not meant to grow under mercy. For example, we are not friends with Aseka because we are Okay? And, and, and it gets to a point where there is an importance and there is a need for a sector to know how I, I think, how I operate, so that when she wants to do something for me or on my behalf, she does not ask me. So the equation of be, me being 
merciful to her is so akikuja afanye hizo vitu mkolaise nani alifanya ati aseka ai aseka alifanya hivyo aseka alifanya hivyo na ndio spendani sikuria kiwe mbaliko akimekuwa upside down how kama alifanya hivyo but akiendelea kufanya hivyo tunakosana unanipata so this is this is you and I this is you and I in our relationship with God we have not learned God we have not learned to walk the realm of the spirit so we pray certain prayers and when we pray certain prayers God looks at us and says like hey man they are what God did to me but because I am merciful I will grant to them the answers of their prayers but when you continue to grow then mercy does not become the primary establishment of your relationship with God. There's a level that you get to that God expects you to know his mind that you do not he does not have to have mercy on you when you pray. Can I give you an example of a prayer? Have you ever gone to a church and in that church uh they they were praying for someone and then and then this someone was 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 manifesting and because because they manifest uh evil spirit See, you have to cast it out. Mm. Hey, hey, our problem is we only cast out those that manifest. Thank you. <laughs> so, ikwapoibi and then waso na wana manifest na manifest and then and then unasikia unasikia mwanyako na Mike amesema Holy Ghost haya Holy Ghost haya Holy Ghost haya In those instances God anakanga ibe anaangalia anasema because I have mercy on you guys I will I will just allow the like I will allow some level of authority so that the demon comes out But it's such an ignorant prayer for a Christian who's born again who should like you should not be praying you should not be casting out devils and demons with, with the fire of the holy ghost the fire of the holy ghost is not for it is not for casting out demons it is like taking perfume and spray your dust bin. I know you do that when in a kwambaya, but that's not the essence of the perfume. The essence of the perfume is 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 to So we take the Holy Ghost fire and we burn demons and consume them as a sacrifice. The fire of the Holy Ghost was for consuming sacrifices. When you go back to the Old Testament, we know and understand that the fire was put on the altar to consume the sacrifice so that the sacrifice can be acceptable to God. It is the same fire that was burning sacrifices that came on the day of Pentecost and the guys were having tongues of fire on their heads. They were become they had been made a living sacrifice and they were being consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost acceptable to God. 
But here we are. Holy Ghost? Aya. It's a level of ignorance that when you become mature or when you, when you get to the place that we are going, certain prayers like those don't make sense. They will not be answered. Your maturity will betray you. Especially if you are a person who has been taught. Especially if you are a person who has been guided back to the world to test. What is the blood of Jesus for? Why do we use the blood of Jesus? Is the blood of Jesus for our sickness? No, it is not. Is the blood of Jesus to cover our vehicles when we go for travels? No, it is not. But we pray those prayers. But because of the mercy of God, he protects us. But I go to like, hey, I want one of the best we paint. Amen. So we have to come to this place where we have to understand, we have to understand certain things, we have to know certain things, so that when we begin to pray, when we begin to walk, the walk that we've been called to do, when we begin to do the things that we've been called to do, then we do them out of a place of knowledge. All right? You see, it is, the, the realm of the Spirit is very, is very, it's very alive. To the realm of the natural. Like when, when, when you grow up, when you grow up, you don't always run back to your father to ask for things that you can sort out by yourself. Right? You go back and tell him, That is a prelude. For reconciliation to begin to happen, for you to begin to carry the responsibility of reconciliation, then you also have to know how to work the realm of the Spirit. Amen. You have to know what block fits where, which block is for what, what is for what, so that when you begin to reconcile, then, Sanya, Gizala, Kiboko, Kiboko, so, so what is reconciliation? I want to begin by saying that reconciliation is not, is not evangelism. Reconciliation is not evangelism. It is not just going out to win souls. So many times I've seen that, let us not come to the place where we reduce the message of the kingdom to the message of the cross. Okay? The message of the cross is part of the message of the kingdom. So, when we reduce the message of the kingdom to the message of the cross, we, 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 we don't give the full package of what we have been called into. Amen. Like, it did not end at salvation. 
it began at salvation. So going forward is what we need to preach from salvation. But we have been preaching as though it ends at salvation. And then, see, we are here today. To Mokoka. Why? Because we have to have an understanding of the message of the kingdom. It does not end there. So, kila mtu mwenye liubilia mtu na kawambia ukiokoka mamayote misawa alikuwa muomu. Yukweli mamayote takuwa sawa. Lakini, hawezi, you, you, you cannot bring it to an ultimatum. So, ulo mtu akiokoka akola ipa. So, kesho mtu ya mka, na mka kama kila kitu ipo sawa. And then we have to come to the place to consider and understand the price that was paid. That means that we have to consider and understand the message of grace. We have to consider and take in the message of grace. And for us as mature Christians, for us to understand the message of the grace, then we have to understand the law. Amen. 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 We have to understand what? We have to understand the law. For us to understand the message of the grace, we have to understand the law. There is no way you can teach grace without teaching law. Because grace is law enabled. You understand what I'm saying? Grace is law enabled. Grace is law fulfilled. For you to operate in grace, then you have to understand the mechanisms of the law. You have to understand why the price was paid, how the price was paid, and how it was paid. How I have to walk into the the price that was paid so that I walk under the power of the price that was paid. Amen. Amen. The teaching of grace has made us lazy. Because we sit back and say we are resting. And we need to operate from the place of rest. Because the place of rest, if you don't know, the place of rest is the place of the the fulfillment of the law of God. And after the fulfillment of the law of God, it is called the law of the Spirit. When we move from the law, grace is actually the law of the Spirit. And what is the law of the Spirit? The law of the Spirit is the law coupled with the Spirit. Amen. 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 Where do we start? Let's go to Romans 11. Our key scripture is Romans 8. Let's begin at Romans 11. The, the reason I'm touching on the law is because of, uh, because Romans 8 comes before Romans 7 and Romans 6. Literally, yeah? Okay? Mm. But Romans 8 comes after you have understood Romans 5, 6, 7. 
after you have understood three, four, when he's talking about the justification by faith, when he's talking about the law, he, he begins to talk about how there is no condemnation, blah, 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 and you move on. Let's go to Romans 11. Talking about the burden for reconciliation. I say then, has God cast away his people? Suddenly not. For I also am an Israelite. For I also am an Israelite. Karimu Kabotu. Safari. I say then, has God cast away his people? Suddenly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says to, of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I am not left, and they seek my life. What? But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is also, it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace, but it is of works. It is no longer grace, otherwise work. Otherwise, work is no longer work. He's basically saying, uh, he's basically saying, uh, uh, Nanyak on a good news. Like, <laughs> good news in the version of the video. Let me get it for you. Romans 11. Verse 6. His choice is based on his grace, not what they have done. For if God chose choice was were based on what people do, then his grace would not be real grace. So he said, uh, he's talking about how in, are the people are the people of Israel lost, and he says, No, they're not lost because there is grace, and it is not because of their works. Do you understand that that's which by grace? Then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace, but it is of works. It is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it is, it is written, God has given them a spirit of, of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And then it says, let their table become a snare and a trap of a stumbling block and a recompense to them, and let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. I say then, I have have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So Paul is talking about 
the children of Israel. He's saying the children of Israel did not believe. They did not believe. And what God did, God has brought salvation to the Gentiles, the Gentiles being the people who are not the children of Israel, like, like the Kalijins, like the, the Merus, like the, the Kikuyus, like the, the Luyas. So God has brought salvation to the Luyas, all right? God has brought salvation to the Kalijins so that he can provoke the children of Israel into believing. Okay? So, uh, let, let me give you an example with these two guys. So God calls Kibaki. Kibaki is the one on the, on, uh, next to the wall. God calls Kibaki. What? God calls Kibaki. And when God calls Kibaki, Kibaki <coughs> ananyata. Kibaki akutu like, ah, where? Where is she? And then God ananyata, Kibaki ananyata. Ananyata. And then he goes back into believing. That, that is what Paul is explaining. That God called the children of Israel. They did not believe, and because they did not believe, he brought salvation to the Gentiles. And when he brought salvation to the Gentiles, he did not bring salvation to the Gentiles just to bring salvation to the Gentiles. He brought salvation to the Gentiles so that he could provoke the children of Israel into believing. Alright? Alright? We're talking about reconciliation. And I want you to follow me keenly so that you can see, you can see the act of God in how he brings about reconciliation. Because that in itself is his wisdom to reconcile his people back to him. You get what I'm saying? That a, a father would bring an orphan and give him the privileges of a son so that the son can bring, can stand up and come back to sonship. Amen? Amen? And this will change how we do our evangelism. This will change how we do our, 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 our prayers for the, for the members of our families who are not saved. Sometimes we will stop even praying for them to get saved. We will, we will get some wisdom that will cast them out so that they can be provoked to come back in. <laughs> Amen? If, uh, where are we? Mm -hmm. Now, if their fall is riches for the one, and their failure riches for the churches, how much more their fullness? You see, this is the story. The children of Israel come from a place where they have fully understood, they have been taught the law. They know what it takes. Like, they know what it takes. To be a Jew means to know what it takes. Like you wake up, you are born, you are taken to class, not to read mathematics, but to read and understand the law. So Jesus comes to fulfill this law. And after he has come to fulfill this law, no, no, it can't happen like this. And he stopped believing. So God in his wisdom decides to take, because you have fallen in disobedience, God decides to take his gospel outside. Like it is because of their fall that the world obtains the richness of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. 
Like, if I, I, I wrote it here, I wrote it here, I wrote it here, I wrote it here, I wrote it, uh, I wrote, it sounds like God knew we will not appreciate his glory and the privilege of relationship until we go through the process of sin, fall, and then we come back and appreciate it. Like, he chooses a people, he tells them, you are my people, I am your God, whatever you want, I will do for you, I will do everything for you, I am your God, I am yours, and then these people say, like, Nah. But because he has chosen his people, he cannot go back on his word. And in his wisdom, he decides, because they have fallen, let me give riches out of their fall. There has been a richness that the world benefits. So the Paul is asking, if they fall and the world receives riches, how much more? If they stand in their fullness. And I was asking myself, I've been asking myself, why do we pray for Israel? 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 These people, why should we pray for them? Why should we leave our problems in Kenya and pray for the, for the children of Israel? Why should we pray for that country? And then I found this scripture. This scripture says that if in their fall there were riches for the world, how much more if they come to their fullness? And now I began to understand. I begin to understand. And now it is not only for the children of Israel, literally, because when we got saved, we were adopted into his into his into his family. Now we are his children. We are we are the nation of Israel. And he says, it says, how much more when we come to the fullness shall the world receive of the riches of the world? How much more when we begin to know and understand what we should do? How much, how much more when we come to the knowledge of walking the spiritual realm? How much more will the world come? How much more richness will be provided if we come to our fullness? Because if we fall in his wisdom, he uses our fall to cause us, to cause the world to love him so that we can see that the world loves him more and then we go back. How much more when we come to the fullness of God? How much more when we stand and not fall? How much more when we not understand that we have been elected by grace? How much more reconciliation comes when you step up to know everything that you need to know so that you do not become a mature Christian who is void of knowledge and information. How much more? And that's what we are talking about. That's what we are saying. That reconciliation is not just going, hey, sisi, maybe nisifa, uyu nikale, kale Tumetoka kanisa ya Deliverance Church Na tumekuja kuzumumzia kusu Yesu Kale, mwambiki Mwambiki yangu Yesu anakupenda How much more? How much more do we work on us coming to the fullness and knowing who we are in God? Does it reconcile the world and just going out, ignorant people, knocking on people's doors? Amen. Amen. What verse was that? For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. 
If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, he's talking about those who are, remember Paul was an Israelite, those who are my flesh, so he's talking about the Israelites, and save some of them. For if they, if they are being cast away, if they are being cast away, is, a recon, is reconciling, is the reconciling of the world. If the Jews, if the children of Israel being cast away, is the reconciling of the world. If, if, imagine, imagine the madness that... Sorry, sorry, forgive me, God. Imagine the crazy God that we serve. I was, I, I, I was just going madness because it's just crazy. Like, imagine who casts away his people so that he can reconcile the world. Who does that? And we thought to bring our people closer. Where are we? 14? 15. For if they are being cast away, is reconciling of the world. What will their acceptance be but life from death? For if the first fruit is holy, the lamb is also holy. If the root is holy, then the branches are also holy. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not you do not support the root, but the root supports you. So I'm sure uh, it's a privilege that we out okay? Do not boss. But if you do boss, remember that you do not support that. Verse 19. You will say that branches were broken off that I might be grafted. Well said, because 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 of unbelief, they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, haughty. But fear, forty, 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 For if God did not spare the natural branches, He may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and the severity of God on those who fell. Severity, but but toward you, goodness, uh huh. But toward you, goodness. If you continue in His goodness, otherwise you will also be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in. So he's saying that those people who are cut off, if they do not continue in unbelief, they will be grafted back in. This is the picture I have in mind. Branch kikani, imekapo wikitatu, wikirine, mwezi, mwaka, nyakatani, itakwenu kwa nini? Kuni. But he's saying, yo kuni kianga kwa mini, itarudishwa tu. So God is saying, I will just cut them off and bring wild olives into the tree so that these olives can become good. And then when they see, they will be provoked and say, hey, man, say God, bring us back in. And then he will bring them back in. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, for if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more 
when these who are natural who are natural branches be grafted into their own quality tree. Why do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, yet you should be wise in your own opinion that blinds that uh, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile has come. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. Uh, the deliverer will come out of come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of their fathers. So, concerning the gospel, the Israelites, those who do not believe, have been made enemies so that you can be born again, so that you can receive reconciliation, so that you can become an ambassador of reconciliation. But, but, but because of their fathers, these are my people. I have sworn a covenant with their fathers and I must keep a co the covenant with their fathers. And because of that, these people are mine. So they are friends with me, but they are enemies with me for your sake. Amen. And then he says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their, through their disobedience. This is very interesting. You were once disobedient to God, but you have obtained mercy through their disobedience. Like, that's what it literally says in, in the Swahili Bhutani Bash. Even so, this also have now been disobedient that through the mercy shown you, they may also obtain mercy. So this is the thing. They, they are people, they are people, they are people who have become disobedient so that you can obtain mercy. There are people who God has fashioned as disobedient so that you can obtain mercy. There are people God has decided that our Sayawata of Poka Kwanza so that you can obtain mercy. And when you obtain mercy, <laughs> you become obedient so that they can obtain mercy. You see the place of reconciliation. You see the mind of God when it comes to reconciling men back to Him. That it is not just about it is not just about praying for your father to be saved. It is not just about praying for your uncles who are born. It is not just about that. It is understanding that there are some people. So una like God, 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 God. Anastaili kupata huduma zako kwa mimi kukua obedient. And then it saves you from endless crying and praying and praying and you just become obedient. You just become obedient. You just become obedient. And I have said here separately that obedience is faith. Obedience is faith. Obedience is believing. Obedience is believing. If you do not believe, then you are not obedient. The moment you have your instruction, that means that you have faith in the one who has given you the instruction. That's why you obey the instruction. So there are people who have been made to be disobedient so that someone somewhere can see their disobedience 
and run to God so that they can obtain mercy. And when they have obtained mercy and they become obedient, God begins to work in them of the word. And because of their obedience, the people who were once disobedient now become obedient. What, is, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that when we come to understand the art of the spirit, when we come to understand God, there are, there are certain things we will not do. When we come to understand what it means to become an ambassador, what it means to become a reconciliator of men back to God, there are certain, there are certain, there are certain jobs we will not do. There are certain works we will not do because we will understand the grace of operating, the grace that brings about reconciliation. And when we understand the grace that brings about reconciliation, we do not become naive Christians. We know and we work in the plans of Nigeria, so and so. Ah. William said, at our only come and mimi that call obedience to God. So William said, I can't be there watching me. He watches me. They watch me. They watch you. They watch you. They watch you. You will waste your time when I come there and say, yes, when I come there and I come there. But the moment you become obedient to God and faith begins to grow, and when faith begins to grow, you begin to bear fruit and you begin to see the fruit that you are bearing. I want God. Amen. Amen. Even so, this also have now been disobedient that through, through the mercy shown you they also may obtain mercy for god has committed them all to disobedience that he might have mercy <laughs> another version says that god has imprisoned them in disobedience god has imprisoned them in, in disobedience so that you can obtain mercy so what does that tell us? Now I say, Ata kwenye kufumi, miyakangapi. Awata wapoka. Paka nile siku wewe, uda come to the fullness of obedience. And then ukikuja to the fullness of obedience, uda kwanatua kiliyamu. <laughs> Sorry, trips, Kataza Katoloni, who may avoid. Now, to fast, to corner, to fast, to corner, because what we do, Jui, can it happen? You don't know what's happened, you don't understand what's happened. And I'm not saying this is, this is the case for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you, there's a place you have to come to understand why this is happening, why God is doing this, so that you can partner with Him in what He's doing. <laughs> this is what is called the will of God. So you're looking for the will of God. It's 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 this. It's understanding. It's knowing His mind. It's speaking to the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. All the depth, and then because this is this is where it makes me mad. Thirty-three. All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. 
like the depth of the wisdom and the knowledge, like it is God's wisdom to imprison someone in unbelief so that someone else can obtain mercy. And through that person who obtains mercy, because when they obtain mercy, they begin to believe, then the other person believes all the depths and the heights of the wisdom of both his knowledge and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. Amen. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him that and it shall be paid to him? And this is this is the verse that brought me to read this scripture. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. So all things are made for him, through him, for him, through him, and by him. All things are made for him, through him, and by him. All things are made for him, through him, and by him. You are made for him, through him, and by him. Amen. 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 So he brings Jesus to die on the cross. Huh? Huh? Remember our prayers, our prayers of covering our journeys with the blood of Jesus. Don't do that no more. Don't do that no more. Don't, don't cover yourself when you're going for a journey with the blood of Jesus. I will tell you why. All things were made for him, through him, and by him. So when all things were not for him, through him and by him, when all things had sinned, that they could not be for him, through him and by him, he sent his son to come and die so that his blood can cleanse all things so that they can be for him, through him and by him. The blood of Jesus was for God. The blood of Jesus was to, was to cover us so that God does not dispense his wrath on us. The blood of Jesus was not for your healing. The blood of Jesus was not for your troubles. The blood of Jesus was not to secure your property. If you want to secure your property, tithe. If you want healing, it says, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. Call on the elders. Confess what your sins one to another, there will be healing. The blood of Jesus was specifically for God. In Egypt, he says that put the, put the blood on the lamp so that when I come, I will pass over. So he was coming to kill the firstborn, but when he saw blood, he saw atonement. When, uh, when Cain killed Adam, the scripture says that you are, the blood of your brother is crying. It is crying out. And then we come and hear that, 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 that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of... The blood of Abel was speaking for his brother. It was saying, do not kill my brother because he has killed me. You know English? You know English? You know we have good, better best. So if it speaks better, then the previous one was speaking what? 
It's the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Then it means that the blood of Abel was speaking what? It was not speaking against his blood because consistently the blood has been for atonement. Consistently the blood has been forgiveness. The blood has been for And what happens when Cain meets God? God puts a mark on him and says, whoever touches Cain, because the blood of his brother was speaking for him. It was crying out and telling God, God, don't kill him. Don't kill him. But we are here praying prayers of ignorance. If you want protection, there are angels to do that. I'm not going to So that when he sees the blood, he forgives you. He reconciles you by the blood. The blood of Jesus is for reconciliation. It's to bring you back into the waters of God, into the courts of God. So I say that your maturity will do what? Betray you. Because you're going to become mature, you will speak the blood of Jesus over certain things, and because <coughs> God uh, correct. Because we have to know what is for what. Imam where Holy Ghost fire or a demon here watch. Watch it So imagine taking the fire of the Holy Ghost, consuming it with demons, while it has not yet consumed you, so that God can smell the sweet. <laughs> <laughs> There are two ways for reconciliation as I have learned. There's reconciliation by choice and then there's reconciliation by disobedience. <laughs> and we have seen how, 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 how. So anytime, 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 when you come on and you your level of disobedience, you don't have to to me. You don't have to move to me. You don't have to to me. Amen. 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 Let's go on. Uh, what is the hope of God? <coughs> Let's talk about the reconciliation of the heavens. Colossians 1. <coughs> and then we come back to our key scripture and then we finish.
Let's start from verse 13, 113. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the body, the church, the church, and he is the head of the body, the head of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the head, from the dead that in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. I told you the components of reconciliation and the blood, the cross, and the resurrection. The blood, the cross, the resurrection. The blood, the cross, the resurrection. The blood, the cross, the resurrection. Amen? The cross, the blood, the resurrection. The cross, the blood, the resurrection. We will never have reconciliation if we do not know the power of the cross, if we do not know the work of the blood, and if we do not know the power by which resurrection comes. All right? If we do not know the power of the cross, if we do not know the work of the blood, and if we do not know by which power resurrection comes. Okay? So he says that he is the image of the invisible God. We talked about this last month. Amen. Uh, and and, and, and it, it just feels like we are going on. He is the image of the invisible God. By whom all things were created, for whom all things were created, and through whom all things were created. And then he says that he pleased the Father that the fullness of the Godhead, the fullness of God, the fullness of God, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Uh, God who is Father, God who is Son, God who is Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus is the Spirit of God. Jesus is the image of the Father. When you see me, you have seen. When you see me, you have seen the Father. It is important for you that I go so that he, in other words, so that I come back. Amen. 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 It is important that I go so that he so that I come back. And when I come back, I will lead you into all truth. So he came back. He came back. Hiyo ina kuweka kwenye place yenyewe kuna style kwenda kusoma the second coming of Because he says it is important that I go so that I come. And when I come, I will lead you to all truth. Because he is one. He is the spirit of God. He is Christ. He is God the Father. In him, God pleased that we put the fullness 
So it is important that I go that I come back. So 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 I am putting into question your 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 belief and your theology. Uh, especially if if you're waiting for the second coming of Christ. <laughs> Amen. That is for you to ponder. And because he came a second time. <coughs> if he is the spirit, it is just literally plain. Like you go to work, like to me, like Akuna, 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 Kiria, and I say, Mimi, Niroho, like I am my spirit. Nalinaenda, Nyo Arudi. So I go and then I will come back. But to Your maturity will betray you. <laughs> because we have at Wesikwa. At Wesikwa, we say that grown up who has no information is called what? Ah, okay. You say that grown up who has no information is called what? Stupid. So, according to your words, at Wesikwa, what Christian? Stupid. According to your word, at Wesikwa, what Christian? Stupid. You said it, I did. <laughs> so, it pleased the Father that, that I. That, 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 that all the fullness of God should dwell in him. Verse 19. And by him to reconcile all things to him. This is my point. There is a level of reconciliation that wins souls that is not directed to soul winning. It pleased the Father that all the fullness should dwell in him and by him to reconcile all things of those in heaven and those on earth what am i trying to tell you there is a reconciliation that you and i must do and that reconciliation is not of the things on earth it is of the things in heaven. Remember that it is already done. It is already finished. Okay? The reconciliation has happened. Just as you are blessed. That it is done. The moment you speak it, it is done. But there is a working that has to be done that does not cause the reconciliation, but that brings the reconciliation into manifestation. And that's what I'm talking about. There is a reconciliation that you and I must do that will bring souls to God, that will bring men to God. And that reconciliation is not of men. It is of the things in heaven. So what is God trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that before Christ died and before the blood, that there were things in heaven that were not reconciled to him. Because we have a mentality that all things in heaven, ziko sawa, zilikuwa sawa. Kama ilikuwa mbinguni, 
Because now, but he says that it pleased him, it pleased God, that he reconciles all things for those in heaven and those on earth. So there are times we have to get into the heavenly realms and do a reconciliation in the heavens. So that a reconciliation on earth automatically happens. Because by him, by his power, by his power, by him, Christ, in whom all the fullness of God. And let me show you where you're coming. Let's put the Ephesians. Where you're coming, where you're coming, where you're coming. Ephesians 3. I'm about to say something that's a bit controversial that, that, that even me and Wanga. Tukitoa kichwa yangu wawa. Tuitoa, sindo? Na tuhieke hapa. Nini tahapenye yu kichwa? Uh, forget who ufa, let's assume who ufi, yeah? Tutoe kichwa yangu kwa mwini. Nibaki tu mash, mash, mash. Kichwa yu kukamu. Nini tahapen? Disciple tu tutakatu. Like, kichwa itena mwini. Okay? So, when you are The church is only powerful with the head. And the head can only work with the body. Like the head will never move because the, the head has no members. The head carries the mandate, but it has no hands, it has no legs. So it pleased God that in him dwelt the fullness of God so that there can be a reconciliation for him that he should reconcile the things in heaven and the things on earth. Let's go to Ephesians 3, 10. Mm. Let's start back to Dogo. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of, of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace, of, of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when he revealed you understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and the prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power to me, whom I am less than the least of the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable preachers of Christ. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. Mm -hmm. 
to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places. So there's a reconciliation that should happen on the heavenly places, in the heavenly places that will affect, that will give us a burden and a, that, that, that is our burden, that is our know-how, that is for us to know there's a reconciliation that will affect the earth only if the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the principalities and powers in heavenly places by the church. So God has given Christ the mandate to reconcile the things, all things in heaven and on earth. I can, I can say that we have kind of mastered to reconcile the earth. Not yet fully. But we have not stepped into the place where we begin even to reconcile the things that are in the heavens. And I looked up the word heavens. And the word heavens has, 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 a, has an expanse meaning. It means the sky. It means the universe. So there's a reconciliation that should happen to Mars, to Pluto, to, to all these things that you should do. And when that happens, because it is in the heavens, it causes a reconciliation on earth. There's a reconciliation because also the word heaven means the abode of God. There's a reconciliation that will only happen here, that which we see here, if we step up and reconcile the heavens. <laughs> And we reconcile the heavens. So, I was giving, I was giving Shelly this example. Kwanamu mbia, manzee kuna umombea, 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 aukoke, aukoke, manzee. Especially while the ladies who are married and their husbands are not saved, manzee, like I, I feel for them. I really feel for them. I feel even more for the husbands who are married and, the, and their wives are not saved. Because that's a bigger tragedy. <laughs> and and, and, and these this guys, they are praying. 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 And the secret is one. The reconciliation that should happen is hanging in the heavens. And this is the example I gave her. That the reconciliation that is happening probably one day ukonuma ukonuma kuna anti alichapa say. And that thing is just hanging in the heavens because it is not it is not a physical thing, it is hanging in the heavens. And it needs someone to step up, see the spirit, and see that there is a discord somewhere, and begin to call a reconciliation not of this guy to God, not of this man to God, not of this woman to God, but a reconciliation of this man to their aunt. And the moment the aunt calls and I begin to say, "Manzeli, kose ani same nini na kupenda lakini kleo ndo mwana kuambia nini 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 anafua mwana anafua na patomse ya kwenye kwenye." What if I did wrong? Okay. Why? Because someone has understood. Someone has taken up the step of reconciliation, and not just to preach the gospel. Ilea, Romans chapter ten, verse that you must confess and believe. No, it is deeper. It is deeper than that. It is. We have to know how to work the realm of the spirit. If we do not know how to work the realm of the spirit, then we become ignorant. 
and things don't happen. So there's a reconciliation that Christ has already done in the heavens. But there is a waking up of the body to come to the intent of the head of the church and know that all the reconciliation that we need to do is not just here. It's not just here in what we see. Amen. Amen. Let's go to our key scripture, Romans 8. I said there are three things, there are three components that bring about reconciliation. We started by saying that the value for reconciliation is, called, is, is basically the responsibility for reconciliation. We have been tasked by, for, with the responsibility of reconciliation. Before we go to Romans 8, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. Verse 17, therefore if anyone is, a, is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In other words, it's saying that if anyone is in Christ, he's already been reconciled. The things of the past are gone. Now he's a new being. He's a new being. He's a new being. He's a new being. It's not a replacement. The moment you get born again, like like said, we put him in the like Makokama. Unona Kenya, Ulikwamana TV Museum. And hope we can have a fully, but it should screen, he can leave a screen protector, he can leave a charger, and we will have a little TV Museum, Ukatuba, Ukatuampia, Ukakelea. That is what it means to be a new creation. Like, like, open a process of cleaning. You got to like, new. And you know what new means? There is no record. <laughs> there is no record of you. Ukena kwa kolon, akuna simu yepigwa. Ukena kwa internet history, chroma yepigwa. You are new, like you are new. New. You are a new creation. Uh-huh. The old... Uh, where are you? Where are you? Therefore, where are you? Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. That word for changes a lot of things. We are not ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. Uh, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Romans 8. And then we put this to bed. I say that there are three components that bring about reconciliation. The cross, the blood, the resurrection. You have to know the power of the cross. You have to understand what the blood is for. And you have to understand what is the power that brings about reconciliation. Therefore, now, no condemnation. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Ah. 
Here we go again. I say it that for you to understand grace, you have to understand the law. Okay? You cannot take grace and do away with the law. Paul says that the law was not weak. He says that the law was holy. It doesn't say was. It says is. The law is holy. The law is spiritual. But I am carnal. So he says that that which the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The law had power to do what it was supposed to do. But it was made weak through the flesh. The law was never weak. The law was never bad. The law did not bring sin. It is the combination of the law and carnality that brings sin. Every time the law meets the spirit, it becomes the law of the spirit of life. So, when there is no spirit, it tells you, the law says, do not covet, do not, do not, do not desire your, your, your neighbor's wife. And you know what you do? It gives you an opportunity because there is flesh, and the flesh has no, uh, has no capacity to sustain the law. Why for the Bible and the police? How I don't call that thing. Because there is no spirit. But the moment the spirit begins to enter, then the law is cap, like there is capacity because only the spirit can fulfill the law. Only the spirit can fulfill the law. Without the spirit, then there will be no fulfillment of the law. But now the law has been fulfilled because Christ died, because Christ had the spirit. And we have received Christ who has fulfilled the law. So what we need to know and understand that love is the law of the spirit. Because it is the spirit who fulfills the law. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Amen. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, no indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, the spirit of him who raised Christ up from the dead? Who raised Christ? Up. Who raised Christ? Who who raised Christ? What's the spirit? It's not up. Who raised Christ? Christ. <laughs> who raised Christ? The spirit. What are the three components for reconciliation? The blood, the cross, the blood, the resurrection. We have to know the power of the resurrection. We have to know the power that brings about the resurrection. For us to understand and bear the responsibility of reconciliation, we have to know the blood, 
We have to know the work of the blood. We have to understand the power of the cross. And we have to understand and know the power that brings about resurrection. Because it is from resurrection that the kingdom of God begins. Come on, guys. I say that we do not reduce the message of, of, of the kingdom to the message of salvation. Salvation begins. Salvation is at the door. Salvation is at the cross. You are reconciled. And you're not just reconciled. You are brought to this place where you are resurrected. And in the moment there is resurrection, reconciliation is in full force and you enter into the kingdom of God. So we have to know the power that brings about resurrection. Who is the power that brings about resurrection? And if the spirit of him who raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you, who is the power that brings about resurrection? The spirit. There can be no responsibility in your life as a Christian for reconciliation without I encourage you to come for our Bible study. Yesterday we talked about it in full level, of how we need to partner, how we need to understand the Spirit, how we need to understand the mechanism of the Spirit. Because we cannot even know how to work the realm of the Spirit without the Spirit. That's God. But the Spirit of Him who raised that from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the Spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you received the Spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Our Father. The whole point of reconciliation is that we can be reconciled back to Him. The whole point of reconciliation is that the spirit can begin to call out and cry out, Abba. Because the moment you have come with you, you are calling out on Abba Father. Abba Father. <laughs> That's the whole point of reconciliation. What gives you more burden for reconciliation is the cry of the spirit in you. What drives you more to reconciliation, what drives you more to, to, to preach the gospel, to, to reconcile the heavens and the earth? Let's go on. Where are we? The Spirit himself bears witness in our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of creation waits for the sons of God. This is another level of reconciliation. It's called reconciling creation. It's called reconciling creation. The moment man <coughs> fell, that man fell with creation. And, 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 and there's a need to reconcile creation. And I, I, it's, it's heavy on my spirit that that we don't need to reconcile all men so that we can reconcile all creation. We can reconcile creation 
and that creation can begin to reconcile man. You know how you begin to reconcile creation and then man are reconciled? When you get into a space, a place, and a person is dying of cancer, and you reconcile creation, and then that whole house gets born again. When you get into a space, and that land is dry, and the moment you step in there, what one another panda nyana and come on a funny immigration. I'm aware when you have a Makakuna panda nyana on a puta, a puta, and on a funny maneno aje, Tema, I have the burden for reconciliation. What is the burden for reconciliation? I will show you. The next time, Unafuna Mahini, Nawatu Shambazawa, Okpana Mahini is Kodu. The Kumayana Mashamba made me talk up before time. Ninakasaga <laughs> Scripture says that Isaac and Panda in a dry land and he harvested a hundredfold. That is the because and when it comes to that point, what another then the opportunity to bring Christ into the picture. And people are reconciled. We don't have to reconcile everyone so that we reconcile creation. It says that the earnest expectation of creation waits for the sons of God. Those that have the spirit of God who dwells in them, who cries out, Abba, Father. And because the spirit is in us, we know that we are the children of God. And because we know that we are the children of God, creation is waiting. We've been waiting for you. Let's read. Let's read. It gets more interesting. For the application of the evaluates for the revealing of the Son of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope. What does that mean? It says that creation was subjected. Can I can can you read it for me in 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 passion passion translation? Do you have it? Do you have it done? Verse Yes. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation. It says against its will. Against its will. Like creation like Mandasi to Sawana God. And then God, like it says, creation was subjected to futility. But it was subjected by Him in hope. <laughs> like creation being in futility, it was because someone had a hope that someone will arise. <laughs> Come on! It says that. Let, let me get it to you clean. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him 
In my Bible, him is in capital letters. Him who subjected it in hope for the earnest expectation of a nation waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to futility. Creation in Ekwa, like there was, creation did not desire to have earthquakes. It did not desire to tear apart. Akukwana desire, akukwana pests and diseases. There was no desire, but it was put in that state by him who subjected it in hope. What is he hoping for? For the revealing of the sons of God. Like God decided that creation will suffer so that you can come and free it from its suffering. It was subjected in futility by him in hope. Like he was hoping that God is sitting, that now that they have my spirit, now that they have my spirit and they, are, they know that they are sons of God, now they can be able to free up creation. So God is, is sitting God That's your work. Like there is no rain because I hope that you understand the work of resurrection, the work of reconciliation, so that you can stand up as a son and free up creation and bring rain and bring a harvest and people don't die of hunger. Because creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. That liberty, that liberty, like there is that liberty that you need to obtain so that it says, liberty, creation in a word deliver to the children of God. Ah. it's burning my heart. It's burning my soul. And now I believe. <laughs> and now I believe. In this thing called love, if you see it, you will love. But it's burning, because why? We need to come to that place where now we are sons. And what makes us sons? Resurrection. The power of resurrection. And when we understand and know the power of resurrection and know who brought about resurrection and begin to partner with Him, then to Nafika Koyo is where we begin to free our creation. We begin to free our creation. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let's read it and then finish. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with backbones together until now. It groans and labors with backbones until Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption of the redemption of our body. For we were some in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still uh, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait 
for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also help us, helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for. Get this clear. It does not say we do not know how <coughs> to pray. It says we do not know what we should pray for. And then what does it say afterward? Mm -hmm. But the Spirit intercedes in us, prays for us, prays for us, or prays through us. We do not know what we should pray for. But He begins to intercede in us with groanings that cannot be uttered. With groanings that cannot be uttered. With groanings. So the Spirit begins to groan, begins to groan, begins to groan. He begins to groan. He begins to groan. And when he begins to groan, he begins to free up. Through us, he begins to free up. 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 Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. There's a responsibility tasked on us. And that responsibility is to reconcile. It is not just to reconcile much, it is to reconcile all things. Amen. To reconcile all things. And this brings me into perspective as to what the Spirit of God should do. What is the working of the Spirit of God? Who the Spirit of God is? How should I partner with Him? And I want us to do one thing. Because this is where I stop and where He begins to take over. I'm just to stand up. Before I begin to preach, I say that uh, so many times we are used to the power of the Holy Spirit. We are used to the power of the Holy Spirit because when the Holy Spirit comes in His power, Inakuwa noma, hosio. Inakuwa noma. Inakuwa noma sana. People lie, others cry. But because we've been used to his power, we have never learned to yield to the Spirit of God. When he comes in power, he can dictate you. When he comes in his power, he can dictate what you do, what you feel, what you pray, 
how you sleep on that slope, how you get to that slope, how you kneel down, whether you will kneel down, how you will check for those who are shakers and doers. <laughs> When he comes in his power, that's what happens. But if he comes and he wants us to yield, you know what to yield is? It is to give yourself up to him. When he comes in that fashion, we miss out so many times because we are waiting to be dictated. And I feel this so, so heavy that for us to come to that place where we begin to partner, you know partners don't give each other's orders. They sit down and discuss and say, for us to come to that place where we understand his mind, where we understand his mind that he does not have to tell us, when you understand his mind, you just wake up because you have yielded. And I want us to do that right now. I want us to yield to him. I want us to yield to him. I want us to yield to him. If you will pray, it's up to you. If you will, if you will. Whatever it is, but I want you to give yourself up to him. Just as a woman gives herself up to the husband. And the heart. I have seen it. <laughs> Imagine if it is hard for you, how hard it is for me to take the place of a woman who's giving herself up to the husband. <laughs> <laughs> and the man will tell me, because yielding is not our thing. <laughs> so I envy, during these times I envy the women, especially those that have not been inflicted with the negative spirit of feminism. I want you to yield to God. I want you to yield to the spirit of God. 